Hey, hey, all you lovely people out there. You've got a lot going on in your day with big dreams and big goals for your world. Are you ready to talk some shizzle and learn some shizzle from leading entrepreneurs, changemakers, coaches, and overall interesting people who like to shake things up? I'm your host, Taylor Shanklin, CEO and founder of Creative Shizzle, and I am stoked to bring you a fresh episode of Talking Shizzle today. This show is all about helping you think differently so that you can grow. Talking Shizzle is brought to you by our team at Creative Shizzle, where we help businesses, entrepreneurs, and social good innovators make amazing marketing shizzle happen. Check us out on the web at creativeshizzle.com. Now, let's talk some shizzle. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Shizzle, where we talk about all sorts of fizzle of topics of marketing and sales and entrepreneurship and leadership to help you grow and figure out how to focus on the right areas of your business or social impact organization. I'm really excited to have Edgar Carrasco here today to talk about sales. Numbers, numbers, numbers. That's what we often hear, Edgar. Isn't that the case? Oh, you know, you need revenue to grow an organization and to manage an organization. That's always important. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, we're going to get into what you've learned over your career in sales, how to coach up new salespeople, how to combat that numbers driven world that we live in where you're like, well, I got to hit my number and my people on my team need to hit my number. So that's what we are going to bat around today. But to kick us off, tell us a little bit about who Edgar is. What is your jam? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Taylor. I grew up in Chicago, inner city Chicago. I had three brothers and through my life, right? This is something that I've learned how to understand people and understand what motivates people, whether it was selling newspaper descriptions when I was younger around my community or at my boarding school, uh, taking out certain jobs, right? To grow the environment and grow what we had as a mission at our school to college, right? Doing sales at Office Max after college seeing that I had a knack, right, for assisting others and really driving revenue to organizations, right, whether it be selling mortgages or personal finance loans. This is something that I always tried to figure out, right, what was motivating people, what was causing them to be in that situation that came, uh, brought them to our company and be a solution for them, right? And this led me into RegPack, right, where we now have a software. We created a, a software that has three main goals, register, charge, and manage, where there are organizations right, who have convoluted processes, who have difficult ways of doing business. And there are better ways to do that. And we created an amazing product here at RegPack where we engage with hundreds of organizations every single month to uncover what they do. And I'm able to do what I have been doing all my life, which is helping people manage their office, manage their space a lot more efficiently. In the process, right, we're growing an amazing business. We're driving revenue. We are becoming a leader in our space, and we're able to provide 
a means of life for a lot of our team members that are also driving this mission. So I am, you know, a very outgoing person. I am somebody who is always looking to do something positive, very big optimist. And this is something that I drive in what I do every single day and in my positions. Well, I love that you approached it from the perspective of understanding people and understanding what solution they need. Because that really is what good sales is. I think a lot of times sales gets associated with, you know, oh, you're just going to try to sell me something I don't need. But that's not the case at all. And everyone walking around everywhere in life is selling at some point, right? So you are just naturally more drawn to it, probably based on your outgoing and positive personality. What is something that you think really like drew you into sales aside from that bubbly personality that you have? You know, it's a, a really good way to, to make money, <laughs> to, to say plainly, right? When you can find something that you love to do and it helps you, right? Create livelihood and also drive an organization for not just yourself, but for others. It really is the result, right, of your actions. You know, I, I've definitely been in positions where I've been asked to sell something that I don't like and you can make money off it, but it's not natural, right? It doesn't feel natural to me. But being able to do what you just said, right, which is uh, finding solutions, selling yourself, and then selling your company and your product, right, is something that you see it on the spreadsheet, right? You see it on the balance sheet when you have a team, right, who share the same mission shares the same values, right? And it allows us to do, as a bootstrap company, right, a lot more things, right, when you are successful at it. Okay, so you're, you guys have been growing. You said you've been there about 10 years, right? You're the director of business development. So you oversee a growing sales organization. And you do, it sounds like a lot of coaching of new sales professionals and people. Let's get into some of your tips for sales coaching or sales management? Do you have sure. like three things that you're like, okay, these are the things every sales manager needs to know or do to grow a successful sales organization? Yeah. One of the first things I like to do and I tell my new hires is that I want to make myself available to them. They are here to succeed and I want them to succeed. Right. And this includes giving them the time to learn the product, learn the service, learn the market, because I'm not always going to be there. And the quicker I can do that, the faster they will be on their feet to make a positive impact in the organization, in the prospects that they do. The second part I would say is to make sure that these things are documented. There are processes in place to make sure that you have a scalable way of growing right the business. There's so much information that gets passed on every single day, and there needs to be reference points for this information, right? So let's make sure that those things are documented, those things are communicated, and that way it's not isolated right to, to a few people. And the third thing I, w- I would have to say is believe in yourself and your product. You can't be successful at anything if you don't believe in what you do. And this is something that I'm always coaching. What are the outcomes of what we're doing? What are the outcomes of what our clients are are seeing with our technology? And they are catalysts to move us to the next conversation, to impact the next conversation. So give them the time to make sure that, you know, they can be on the right path to success, 
making sure that there are processes in place, right, that they can lean on when you're not there, and then ensuring that there is a drive for what we do. And you'll see results. You'll see results from these three things, no matter what it is that you're offering, that your business is selling, or that you're trying to accomplish. Tell us about a time where you had a difficult time selling something and what you did. Like, think about, you know, was there something that you had to sell? It could be in a past life prior to Reg Packs, but something you had to sell that was difficult to sell. How did you kind of overcome that, you know, challenging sales scenario? Oh, wow. Um, I remember I was in a rut during college and I took on this job to sell life insurance. And I needed to get certified and insured, right, to do all that. It was a lot of work. And at first, I was like, why am I doing this? People aren't receptive to this. People are not open to having this conversation about that and why they should have this protection. You know, I talked to one of the coaches that I was working with, and they told me not to look at it that way, right? Like, don't, don't look at it as you're trying to just sell somebody life insurance. Sell it as, as a way of how our product service can be beneficial in that time of distress, in that time of need. And, and it really changes your perspective on what it is that you're offering to somebody and how they should look at it. And my whole presentation changed from how I started that conversation. And I saw a difference in my numbers, right? Because it wasn't me pushing a product. It was me starting to realize it's not about the product. It's about the benefit of that outcome that would not be positive, but would leave them in a much better position in that time of distress. And we see that as well with our software, right? Where there are sometimes things that we can't do that people would wish that we can do. Sometimes I can't, I can't give it to them, but I want to focus right on the other things that we can do and the other things that they have realized that we will positively impact so that we can then you know, find a immediate way to be able to work together, right? So it's being focused on the solution or more on the problem, right? So that you can then talk about the solution. I love that example. You're like, how do I go up to someone and sell them? <laughs> You're going to die. You should have this insurance. Everyone's going to die, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I think a lot of it is like, how do you, and you mentioned this at the beginning, like how do you understand people and what they need? Well, yes, everyone is going to die. We all know that, but you don't want to go door to door selling that. <laughs> but you sell your family is going to be here afterwards. How do you protect them? How do you take care of that investment? All of that. So I think that's a really great story of taking a situation where you felt challenged and, you know, really thinking differently about solutioning the problem. Totally. I agree. Well, some of, what are some of the big problems that you guys are solving these days at RegPacks? Tell us a little bit more about that. So you you kind of briefly mentioned it at the start of the conversation, but let's go a little bit deeper on what you guys are doing and how you're solving problems. Yeah. So we work with uh, mostly businesses who manage onboarding processes, registration processes, and payments, payment management. Man, people do not like to collect payments. They don't like to bill collect. That is a very difficult time uh, thing no, to do. No, it's not easy. Uh, especially when you have thousands of people to do it with. And that's something that we're really good at here at Richback, which is getting people through your door, right? Which is registration, being able to customize that process, 
and being able to manage the, the bill collection, whether it's a one-time payment, whether it's setting people in an auto bill plan where they can spread their payments over time. And then, of course, having the management aspect of that. There's finance people who need this information. You got to make decisions based on this data. So those are things that we try to understand with our prospects, with our clients. What are some of the processes, right, that need improvement in their organization? Where is the time being spent? What would you be doing if you didn't have to, you know, spend so much time sending invoices to people once a month? And then we can break it down how there are better ways to do this. They're definitely in the right place, right, to find some of those answers, which is RichPack. And then how our products, our services can lead them to create efficiencies in their organization so they can focus on what they love to do best, not on the bill collecting aspect of it. And this is really where I see how we change, right? How organizations work, where I hear it all the time. Wow, I'm able to have my lunch break back. Wow, I can't believe that we just collected $800,000 today and I didn't have to do anything. The system did it for me and I got my money in the bank two days later. I will never say that we save lives here at RichPack, but we impact how people live, right? We impact how they manage their, their organizations. And that's what I'm trying to find out, right, from these businesses that I talk to. And some I can help more than others. Some are coming from paper where it's a lot more difficult. Some are coming from other technologies where there's holes in what they're doing. And if there's not a, you know, a way that I can help them, I'll let them know. But if there is, right, at the minimum, I'll share right, my subject matter expertise on how things can be done better and how they can get a better return on their investment than, than, things, than the way they're doing things right now. Uh, you're selling me on making it easier to collect money. That doesn't seem too hard. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of subscription billing for organizations, <laughs> podcasts, softwares, not just you know people who manage camps or events. Everybody's got to have a process right to get people in the door and everybody... Uh, when it comes to business, and they got to collect money. So we built RegPack to be a very diverse product, right, that helps many different verticals. So let's talk about a couple of things. Uh, let's kind of go back into the sales coaching realm. I want to get into two topics next. One is identifying red flag customers. You've sold a lot of different things in your career. How do you spot a bad fit customer? Because I think that it's really important for businesses to be successful, to identify not just the right things for the business, but also the wrong things for the business. And sometimes the wrong things are a not ideal client. And you're right. There's a lot of time wasted, especially as a new rep, right? Chasing rabbit holes, chasing opportunities that are not actually there. And if somebody's not receptive to sharing their current either problems, right, where they're in pain or what they're trying to accomplish, right, what they're trying to gain by a new relationship by, with a new product or service, that's automatically a red flag. Some of my most difficult conversations are like, hey, I'm just calling. Uh, what do you guys do? Can you tell me what you do so I can see how you guys can help me? Like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not just going to give you, you know, a, a blanket elevator speech, speech right? Can you tell me a little bit more about what you do and what you're currently doing, right? So I can learn a little bit about you. So if somebody's not even open to having a, even a couple second conversation, couple minute conversation about what their situation, then what's the problem to fix, right? On there. And then commitment, right? A commitment from both sides. One, 
that you're not going to waste your time. And then two, that if they really have a desire, right, to change what they're doing right now, then there are certain things that they need to do, right? Whether it's, you know, that next meeting or showing up to the demonstration or providing their current registration process, their current maybe financial statements to help me understand right, their current situation so that we can then lead them down the path to, to succeed. And this happens a lot in business, right? Where, hey, I'll get uh, somebody telling me, hey, we had, had an amazing call with this person. We spoke for an hour. Okay, so what are the next steps to be able to help this person, the commitment that you made, right, to advance the sale? Because this person can be ghosting you. This person can walk away, right, at any time. You just gave them an hour of your time and you haven't addressed, right, what that next step should be to help them accomplish what they're looking to accomplish. So definitely you'll find people will just want to talk to you and waste your time. So let's make sure it's, it's mutual. And then, then there are action steps that will need to be laid out, right, to continue that conversation. And again, it's, on, it's not going to be on both sides. No, I like that. Like you're going into some sort of a partnership. So I agree, like looking for people who are showing up as a partner as opposed to, well, you just do all the work for me. You know, I, th- I think that's a good, good way to look at it. Or the time wasters or the ghosters. Avoid all of those people as much as possible. <laughs> I'm a very transparent person. I don't like to waste people's time. And, and I'll tell them that. And, and they'll learn that from me. And if some reason, right, we're not a good fit, I'm going to let you know. At the same time, right, if we are a good fit, I'm going to make sure you understand the steps that it will take for you to accomplish that mission, because there are steps that need to be taken. Technology is awesome, but it is not magic. People think it's magic. You got to configure, you got to restructure. You sometimes have to change the way that you're doing things now to accomplish the things that you want to do, not just in business, but in life. And if you're not receptive to making some changes and putting in the time, then you're, you're already setting yourself up for, for failure. So these are things I teach you know, my account executives and my team members to make sure that they understand that, yeah, you're right. It is a partnership and we can accomplish what you're looking for. And here's our process to do that. One that's been tested and proven, but let's make sure, right, that we're engaged, right? Because ultimately it's your business and I want to see your business succeed, but it is your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to say one thing because I'll go on a soapbox about this. Don't ghost salespeople. If you don't want to buy something, just say, not interested, moving on. I don't know about you, Edgar, but like, I think one of the most unprofessional things is to ghost someone that you've had a, an app, an actual real conversation with, and then you just ignore them. It's like, come on, just say no. It's so much kinder to just say, I don't want it. I don't want to buy this from you. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. What is what is the least thing you like about sales? And I actually would ask in the interviews too. And they asked me back, like my it's being ghosted, right? The not knowing because you can't let go of something, right? It, it's like it's like somebody just falling off the face of your life when you really love them. And then you just don't know what happened, right? So it's that closure. Uh, I can move on to something else. I can stop emailing you. I can stop calling you. And it happens, right? So you learn to accept it on there because you can't control what other people do. But yeah, you try to minimize that as much as you can. Oh, yeah, I'm past it. Like, I just accept (laughs) it now. But I'm just, I think it's rude, you know? I I just think it's rude. And I think people are too afraid to go back to the salesperson to say, I'm just not 
going to buy. And really, it's a better strategy. Otherwise, what it does is it does have people, good people working on Edgar's team, chasing down rabbit holes sometimes. And like, that's not very nice. So been there, had to chase a lot of rabbit holes in my career as well. And not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Have a lot of cool tunnels over there. <laughs> Lots of tunnels. Exactly. <laughs> no, now I just identify things. And if it doesn't feel like a fit at the stop, I stop chasing it. I just don't spend my time on those red flag situations like you mentioned. Now, by the way, never, never burn your bridges in those situations, right? I have yeah, seen people don't. be very negative to in, in emails or in calls. And you never know when situations happen, right? Because like I said earlier, it will happen. Somebody changed careers, somebody changed, you know, mindset, somebody else got involved. And that's one thing I've learned in business is never burn your bridges, right? Because it's happened tons of times where we've had people just fall off. It happened to me today. We had a lead from like 2019 before COVID and uh, it popped up in my inbox. Like, hey, Edgar, I'm not sure if you remember us. We had talked about you know, using us for summer camp and I'm hoping we start the conversation. And it's like, boom, Right. You're not just going to meet your quotas by the people that are coming to you new every single day. You're going to meet your quotas by the new people, by the people who you converse in the past, by the people who you've done a good job, right? Expressing how you can help them. And that will come back, right? That's why I tell my, my salespeople, you have an X amount of go. 20% of it, if not more, should be from opportunities that you've worked with in the past or references from your clients. So this is part of the job, right? Finding ways to drive revenue and even those goals of people can become opportunities in the future. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Don't burn bridges. You just never know when a relationship is going to come back. And that does happen. People do go dark and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I'm back. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's talk. I liked you when we talked the first time. <laughs> <laughs> People buy from people, so be cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, let's wrap it up. I want to know from your perspective, if you had a, a magic wand that you could wave to fix, let's just call it like a common problem that you see in sales, what would it be? Like, what's the one thing in sales that you see as a problem where you're like, if you had a magic wand, you could just fix it for salespeople across the world? What would that be? One of the things I see is with all this technology that we use these days is all the time wasted, right? Into inputting data, into creating structures and now you need to manage, right? People should be focused on selling, right? That's where I want 85, 80% of the time uh, to be. So if I can make a magic wand, I would create an ability for all of the information that we gather or that we take in calls uh, to just be transcribed. And that way, we don't have to spend the time inputting it, right? Or when there's a task, right, that needs to happen to be able to manage that automatically. And there are some solutions right there, through our, through, for example, our CRM that can help with that on there. We found definitely a lot of efficient ways to create workflows and sequences and things like that. But being able to walk yourself away, right, from the manual inputting of data, from the manual, things that do need to happen because sales is a lot about data and analytics. How do you know where you are? How do you know where you need to change if you don't have those metrics? So 
I would find a way to get that information from people's brain and get that information from people's conversations or phone calls or emails. And that way we can put it, you know, in, in a way that's reportable, that's manageable, that can help us drive, drive decisions. I hope that answered your question, but this is something that I see in a lot of organizations. People spending time on things that are not selling would ultimately impacts, right, the bottom line of organizations. Yeah, making that whole back-end operations part of it easier. I agree. And there are a lot of tools and there's a lot, but almost sometimes it's like we're over-teched, you know, and you spend so much time just on the inputting information and stuff. And it's like, uh, if this could just be a little bit more efficient, that would be nice. Totally. Yeah. Well, Edgar, this has been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time today. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about you, learn more about RegPacks, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, so uh, pretty exciting. We actually just launched our free trial on our website. So go to RegPacks.com. You can see all the wonderful ways that we help organizations manage their payment management needs, their registration needs. You can actually click on the free trial button go ahead and check out right how we can help create onboarding processes for your organization whether it be edgar at richpacks.com sales at richpacks.com right i'm pretty transparent individual and i like what we do so let's see how we can help your organization here today thank you very much taylor for your time as well yeah thank you all right folks well this has been another episode where we talked sales and solutioning shizzle with Edgar today. I hope you enjoyed it and picked up on a few things and we'll see you next time. Well, hey there, that was fun. I love how much mind-blowing and mind-opening shizzle our guests bring to us with every episode. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss a beat of the Talking Shizzle podcast. And if you're listening on Apple, be sure to let us know what you thought and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners so that we can bring you all the good, juicy business growth shizzle that you would like to hear about. Get in touch with us and follow along at creativeshizzle.com or email us at podcast at creativeshizzle.com. Until next time... Keep making your shizzle happen. Mm-hmm.